You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Two and one. The Cincinnati Bengals are two and one after a big, big win in Pittsburgh. And they are feeling pretty good about themselves. The division was gridlocked at one and one going into this Sunday. And unfortunately, uh, the the Ravens pulled off a last minute win, a miracle win in Detroit that would have made the, the division a lot more interesting for the Bengals and everybody else. But the Bengals beat the Steelers. They take care of their business. Beat them pretty handily, quite honestly, in Pittsburgh. Their first road win in Pittsburgh since 2015. Zach Taylor's second road win as the Bengals head coach. And Joe Burrow's first road win as the Bengals quarterback. So, as a lot of you are saying, Ceiling Cat saying, who day we rolled the Steelers. Robert Hall saying, what a win, who day. And, of course, we can't, we cannot Put it any better than Dave H with three simple letters LFG, and I think even though it's a family-friendly program, we know what LFG means, ladies and gentlemen. So Cincinnati Bengals come up victorious against their hated rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, twenty-four to ten. And really, there are points in this game where, in different aspects of it, and we'll get to the stats, the numbers, the data, all that kind of stuff. There are points in this game where you say. Bengals should have had this game even wrapped up shortly after halftime, really. There was a 10-point swing right before and right after halftime where the Bengals got 10 points on two critical drives right before half, right after they received the ball at half. The defense largely played very well against the Steelers, but, I mean, if you look at some of the other statistics and and things of that nature, you could say the Pittsburgh Steelers – lost a bunch of opportunities as well to make this a more competitive game. Still, Cincinnati Bengals needed this game. Not not even like if you want to just even put it into the scope of they needed this game to remain a viable playoff candidate, if you even believe they are as such, in 21. They needed this game for that purpose. But they needed this game for the direction of the franchise under Zach Taylor, under Joe Burrow. They, this is a game you have to have. Now, this was not the same. This was not the same Steelers team that we've been accustomed to because there are a lot of injured players. Alex Highsmith was out. TJ Watt was out. That Those two injuries made a big difference. Make no mistake about it. But the Bengals offensive line did their job for the most part. The Bengals defensive line did their job most definitely against this team and 
this Steelers team just doesn't look as stout, as stacked, and uh, you know, as potent really as they have in the past. So you can you can chalk this up to a lot of different things. The bottom line is the Bengals went into Heinz Field and got a win. Not only that they needed to to get to keep their season on track after what happened last week, but they got the win against a team that they just do not normally play well against. And it was, if you're a Bengals fan, it is very, very sweet to see the Cincinnati Bengals with just under two minutes to play, having the football and taking a kneel down with 14 points on top of the team <laughs> that, that that's hosting them at, at Heinz field. I mean, you got to feel really, really good about that. If you're the Cincinnati Bengals, there are, a lot of different things where, and, and this, the funny thing is, if you're the Bengals, you look at this game, and you say, this wasn't even close to our perfect type of game. Joe Burrow had an early interception that was pretty ugly. The defense played largely well. However, there were just long drives, long drives. And then when Chidobia Wuzier left the game with an injury, you have him leaving and the corners that were out there without Wuzier or Waynes. You have Phillips and Apple, and that was a big, uh, you know, there was quite a bit of exposure there in terms of what the Bengals could let up on defense in the passing game. There was a play at the end of the game where James Washington really could have had a long bomb and gone all the way. He had Apple beat down the left sideline that would have made it a one-possession game. Ben Roethlisberger barely overthrew him. rest is kind of hit history at this point. So uh, seeing a lot of great – uh, great win. Yeah, you know what? Stuart, Stuart Monty says, you know, there, Apple had some coverages that were good. There were some coverages that were good. However, there was an egregious pass interference penalty late in the game. There were a couple times that he was beat. I mentioned the Washington play a couple times uh, otherwise that, that he was beat. Awuzie is quietly a very good player. Now, there was a, a couple of plays early in this game that Awuzie um, kind of had some not, not his greatest moments, but Awuzie is a very, very valuable guy in the secondary to this team. And when you get him back, he had, he left with a groin injury. I think he's going to be okay. Left with a groin injury. You have Waynes that seems to be so close to coming back, did not come back this week, which would have helped, but you have a Wuzier, you have Waynes. If you get both those guys back along with this pass rush, man, look out, look out. And look, we can say, this doesn't seem to be the same Steelers team that we have seen in years past in terms of dominant offensive line, dominant defensive line. Yes, they were injured. There's probably going to be a lot of excuses to that front, but the Bengals handled, handled their business. And it wasn't like they just barely beat a banged up Steelers team. I mean, they, they, they had at one point, I mean, it was a 17 point lead in the second half. So they were doing what they should have been doing if they were indeed a good team. So Credit to the Bengals, and I know the Steelers were missing a lot of players. They, you know, it just doesn't seem like the same Steelers team. They're still scrappy. They're still competitive, of course, but the offensive line looks suspect. They can't run the ball the way that they normally do, and they just are missing shots. Ben Roethlisberger, even when he was making plays, there were some that were just egregiously missed on their end. Still, credit the Cincinnati Bengals. Their pass rush was incredible today. And, uh, you know, the, their offensive line didn't play perfect, but you got to like that. Let's take a look at some of the stats, et cetera, with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the box score courtesy of ESPN.com. Look, 
you know, I, I was watching this game with, uh, with my, with my brother and other members of my family. And, uh, we, we kind of said like, man, Joe Burrow, only 172 yards. What's going on there. But look at how efficient the, the entire game was 14 of 18, which you love that high end completion percentage, 14 of 18 there. Um, still, you know, not a, not a ton of stuff, uh, in front, you know, deep down the field, there was the one big chase play, but 172 yards, three touchdowns, the one interception early, but Joe Burrow rebounded really, really well. A 122.9 passer rating after a really, really poor game last week. And you kind of started to feel like, man, okay, you had the three picks last week. You had the pick early in this game and you go, oh, what's happening here? But he rebounded very, very well. And the other thing with this too, uh, this actually kind of plays a little bit into the Bengals wheelhouse, Joe Burrow's wheelhouse, the offensive line's wheelhouse. I know the defense was on the on the field a lot today, and they had drive. I mean, gosh, Pittsburgh had drives of double digit amounts of plays, you know, a handful of times today. But when you only have eighteen attempts by Joe Burrow and a limited amount of dropbacks, I mean, you got to like the fact that. The, the times that he would be hit, et cetera, are very, very limited. And then, of course, you get you get Joe Mixon going five yards per carry against the Pittsburgh defense, 90 yards on the ground, just a very methodical, and then, of course, a really nice 27-yarder, his longest of the season so far. Just positive yards, positive yards. Of course, the egregious play uh, late, late in the fourth when the Bengals – did this inexplicable drive where they went in empty formation twice on first down and second down with a 14 point lead. Um, I think the Steelers had just missed a field goal. They go empty twice in a row and it, it just was a, uh, and then of course they, they run the ball on third down. It just was like, what, what's, ha- what's happening here? So regardless, Mixon was what he needed, what the Bengals needed him to be today, 90 yards, five yards per carry a 27 yarder, couple of nice gains and got him in good position on second down and on third down when they needed him to do that. Burrow had a couple of runs as well. Some were by design, some were not. The eight yarder was a really nice one for a first down late in the game. Five carries, seven yards there. P Ryan didn't do much there. Uh, we're going to get to the Steelers side of the ball in just a second too. But if you're looking on the left-hand column, look here, here is, man, Jamar Chase, four catches, 65 yards, and then another four catches, 35 yards by Boyd. Those two guys stepped up very, very nicely without T. Higgins being active in this game. Jamar Chase, four touchdowns in three professional games played. This is a guy who had all kinds of issues catching the football in practice and training camp and preseason games. Had one drop in three games and four touchdowns in three games. I'm going to stop for one minute to show you uh, the 30, this is from, uh, PFF college. We're going to share this with you here and Hey, just, just take it in because there he's had a nine yard touchdown later in this game as well, but he's had a 50 yarder. He's had a 40, I believe a 42 yarder. And then this 34 yarder here, just great, great stuff from Jamar chase and the Cincinnati Bengals here. Here's here's the play in case you're watching live. I mean, just look at it. It's just we'll we'll put this bad boy on loop for a couple seconds here. Jamar Chase and and here's the thing too. Go back to the Minnesota game in Week One 
and look at this play. This will be rewound here in just a second. This is on PFF College, uh, so go go subscribe to them. Look at the extra little gear. There's a slight push off that that is so slight that he is able to just get a little separation. We're not going to call that. And look, some of us could be cynical and say, look, that ball almost went through his fingertips at the end there. But Burrow put it in a perfect spot where only Chase could get it. And actually, that is a that is an incredibly difficult catch to make where he's not diving, but he's kind of stumbling because he's got to just really extend at the last second. And he does an excellent, whether you play, it's actually kind of funny. If you play baseball, if you play out outfield in baseball, or if you play wide receiver in football, one of the major rules is if there's a ball way over your head, you don't extend until you absolutely have to. And that's because that way, if you extend too early, you lose speed. You actually lose speed. And if you see this, Chase does this perfectly where he doesn't extend until he absolutely has to at the end of end of the play here, catches it on the fingertips. It does kind of go through his hands a tiny bit, but the guy corrals it. Tough catch to make, a great play, and an absolutely critical one. You can see there are 37, 37 seconds left on the clock when Chase grabs this ball here. Great play by him, and then he had another nine-yarder later. Just an outstanding play by him. The guy's on pace for almost, I mean, I, I don't think this is sustainable, but who knows, because we're now three weeks in. He is he's on pace for almost 23 receiving touchdowns in the year. 23. He's averaging 1.33 touchdowns per his per game, and with 17 games, that's what it comes out to. So, look, I know we do the chase and Sewell and Burrow and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, oh, the offensive line and all of that. The offensive line is far from perfect. By the way, they played pretty well today. I know they the Steelers didn't have a lot of their weapons in, but they still had quite a few players in there. They played pretty well, including their second-round rookie, Jackson Carmen. But this guy is uh, is putting up the points. And, by the way, the Bengals are 2-1. and one. The Detroit Lions lost a heartbreaker that would have helped the Bengals, but they are 0-3 with Penny Sewell as their tackle. So, I love Penny Sewell, but Jamar Chase is doing a lot of things for the Cincinnati Bengals, and you can't really deny that regardless of where you are on the Team Chase, Team Sewell thing. So maybe we can kind of just put that to bed for a little bit. By the way, here's a little another uh, next-gen stat courtesy of Ben Baby. Steelers had one quarterback pressure today. One. And that is with out Xavier Suofilo in the lineup. That is with Riley Reef exiting the lineup for a little bit. Uh, and so you got to at least give some form of a tip of the cap to the Bengals offensive line for what they have done and it, today. That's on the road. That's in Pittsburgh. That's against the Pittsburgh defensive line, defensive unit. Far from perfect. Don't get me wrong. Far from perfect. But if you were to say one pressure, no sacks from the Bengals offensive line, when you go into Pittsburgh, <laughs> that's a win. That's a win. And and obviously that, that was a big story as to why the Cincinnati Bengals not only won, but won by 14 points. Because the Steelers know how to pressure. They know how to sack fumble and force it and recover it. They know how to use pressure to create a turnover. They know how to do all that stuff. So that, I mean, let's not underscore 
not a perfect day from the offensive line. Let's not let's not sugarcoat it, but one of their better performances in recent history. Let's go back to the box score here. Jamar Chase, four catches, 65 yards, two touchdowns with the 34-yard touchdown catch. Tyler Boyd, great effort on his touchdown. Absolutely great effort. Looked like he was stopped dead to rights, bounced off a couple of tackles. The Steelers tried to impose their will on that play. I, I contend that that play was a, a tone setter for the entire day because there was a defensive back. I'd have to go back and look and see specifically who it was. I don't know if it was Minka or whoever, but someone tried to shoulder, shoulder ram Tyler Boyd and slam him down, even though he had a first down. They tried to get him down hard and impose that physical will. Boyd bounced right off and got his first touchdown in Heinz Field. Uh, and so, you know, he's a, he's a he's a big player for the Bengals, and obviously he's a Pittsburgh guy, so him getting that touchdown in Pittsburgh is a big deal. Four catches, 36 yards. But, look, there just wasn't a lot of attempts. Chris Evans, Chris Evans, two catches, 26 yards, a couple of nice, really nice catches. One was a crucial, crucial first down conversion on third down. Just, uh, you know, he's, he's making some nice plays. Mike Evans, or excuse me, Mike Thomas had a 19 yard yard catch on his only target Tate had a 14 yard catch on his only target still only 18 attempts by Joe Burrow so a, a few dropbacks he had a couple of runs as well but I mean uh that is that that tells you a little bit and again no fumbles they did have the turnover early from Burrow but they were able to rebound very well look at Logan Wilson's game un believable game by Logan Wilson. And I had, I had, you know, I don't want to call out people, but there are people in, I put out the good, bad and ugly. And I put out uh, sometimes winners and losers on cincyjungle.com. I had some people say, how could you put Logan Wilson as a winner last week? Because he he didn't scoop up that fumble and blah, 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 blah. He had a great game otherwise from that. And again, today, two interceptions, 14 total tackles all over the place. This guy is a budding star for the Cincinnati Bengals defense and things are coming together very, very well for Lou Anarumo, his defense. It starts with, with Logan Wilson, but it also starts with the interior of the defensive line as well. 14 total tackles for Logan Wilson. Um, just a, a, a great, great game by him. And you can, you could argue that the Bengals may not have won if not for Logan Wilson's defensive performance, Jesse Bates, eight tackles, a tackle for loss there. Davis Gaither out there quite a, quite a bit. Um, and I think they did that because Davis Gaither was is a guy who's pretty adept at pass coverage, but he also, uh, you know, they were, the Bengals were trying to keep things in front of him a lot today because they they didn't really. It sounds weird to say they didn't really respect the deep ball from Ben, and so Davis Gaither they felt with his his athleticism they felt that they could get out there he could get out there and make some plays. Seven total tackles there. Eli Apple. <sighs> Mixed bag from him today. There were a couple of nice plays, a couple of really bad plays. He did have a pass defended, but, uh, you know, especially when the Steelers were in catch-up mode, when it was him and Darius Phillips out there, you saw that there was, a, a you know, a bit of an exposure to certain things there. But uh, Pratt out there, Hubbard, really, really nice day from Hubbard. Tackle for loss, uh, you know, sack. Two quarterback hits, six total tackles, really, really nice day from Hubbard. It was a little quiet from the Bengals' defensive interior, but the edge players played very, very well, which included Hubbard. And if you go down here, Cam Sample, a sack. Yes, B.J. Hill, interior player, had a sack. Trey Hendrickson, multiple pressures, a sack. And then, of course, you see two quarterback hits there. 
Trey Hendrickson looking like one of the better free agency acquisitions by the Bengals, particularly for the position he plays and the importance of it in recent memory. So Trey, Trey Hendrickson, Cam Sample, Sam Hubbard, all coming off the edge, making some nice plays. Larry Ogunjobi still making his presence felt. B.J. Hill, his third sack in three games there. You know, you're sacking Ben Roethlisberger five times, you're going to win the game. If you give up none and you sack Ben Roethlisberger five times, you're going to win the game. That's the bottom line. And that's exactly what happened today. And yes, Joe Burrow played efficient football. Yes, Joe Mixon did things on the ground. But what has been missing is it, it, in these Steelers games have been complete performances by the Bengals. And that speaks volumes. Speaking of complete performances, by the way, Brandon Wilson, nice 26 and a half yard average on two kickoff returns, including a 30 yarder. That's fine. Darius Phillips had a bit of an issue on one return, had another 16 yarder later. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of good and bad in there. And then you go to Evan McPherson, crucial 43 yard field goal through all three extra points remains absolutely perfect on the season. And then look at Kevin Huber, 241 net yards on five punts, 48.2 average with a long of 54. Three of those five were inside the 20 and a couple were very, very deep inside the, the the Steelers territory, which really, really helped out the Bengals. You see here, just to kind of start on the Pittsburgh side, just because we're, we're down here, Chris Boswell missed a crucial field goal early, and then they went for a field goal late, and uh, he got that, which was kind of came with questionable results. But let's go back up here on the Steelers side of things. Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball almost 60 times, two interceptions, one touchdown. He had 318 yards. And you can sit there and say, wow, you know, 318 yards. And he had four sacks, 70.9 rating, missed a lot of throws. And then he also had a lot of drops from his, from his receivers there. Najee Harris, 40 yards on the ground. The Pittsburgh Steelers' main running back had 40 yards on the ground, 2.9 yards per carry average. Najee Harris did have 14 catches for 102 yards. And this is kind of when, when you look at some of this stuff, this is a little bit of the garbage time stuff though. Uh, Najee Harris, 14, 14 catches, 102 yards. Claypool, nine catches, 96 yards. Ray Ray McLeod, who came in for Juju Smith-Schuster later, three catches, 33 yards. Juju, um, he's had a rough couple of games against the Bengals the past two games. Three catches, 25 yards, left the game early with a rib injury. Fryermuth had the touchdown catch on this little kind of dump off play. Three catches, 22 yards. The Bengals defense really did their job today. Really, really did their job today. Uh, and you look down here, I mean, Schobert, a guy that the Bengals pursued in free agency a couple of years ago, five total tackles. I mean, there's not, you know, Arthur Mollett, one tackle for a lot. There's just not a lot of one, one pass defended by Terrell Edmonds, with he, which he picked off. There's just not a lot here where you go, wow, they, you know, the, the Steelers' defense really took it to the Bengals. There's not a lot there. Not a lot there. So credit to the Bengals' defense, credit to their efficient offense when they had the ball. Unfortunately, the one, the one thing that I can say that the Bengals' defense did not do today, they did not uh, – and there are times where they basically, you know, kind of closed the door on the Steelers even making a comeback, but there were times where the Bengals – really kind of let the Steelers back in on third and long situations, second and long situations. Steelers put themselves in a lot of precarious positions on offense in this game. This game could have been a lot worse for the Steelers in a lot of different regards if the Bengals defense just kind of said, hey, you know, holding penalty, sorry, you're not wearing, we're not going to let you do that 
on that drive. They allowed them to extend their drives quite a few times and make some big plays on some of these drives that were a little frustrating. And I think, I think what had happened with that was there was some long yardage to go goal to go situations and the Bengals kind of played back a little bit, maybe more cover two, cover three type of stuff. I'd have to go back and look, but essentially they played a little deeper, a little more prevent type of stuff. So as to not let the big play happen. And then the dink and dunk stuff would, would plays would happen, extend drives or that sort of thing. Maybe a couple of penalties here and there. And they let drives extend further. There was one in the fourth quarter. I think it started at the Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh two yard line. And they ended up getting a field goal out of, out of that. So you can't, you can't let that kind of stuff happen if you're the Bengals defense, but Hey, I mean, they gave up 13 points against the bears. They gave up what? 21 points against the Vikings in, uh, uh, I have to get, you know, whatever in five quarters of play, another 10 points against the Steelers. I mean, the Bengals defense in terms of allowing points, creating turnovers here and there, and of course getting after the quarterback, they have 10 sacks in three games. They had 17 sacks all last year. The Bengals defense did. They have 10 sacks in three games. That's the type of improvement that you want to see. That plays to Lou Anarumo getting the guys that he likes, Zach Taylor getting the guys that he likes, and the Bengals investing on that um, on that defensive line and on that defense. And this is without Trey Waynes. This is without Chidobe Awuzier for the whole game. This is without Ricardo Allen, some of the guys that they are really relying upon in the secondary. And, of course, no Joseph Osai. Um no, no Wyatt Hubert, any of those guys as, as well. So, you know, this isn't still the full picture, but you're getting a good look at a lot of different things. And if this rotation up front stays healthy, this continues to be a really, really tenacious defense. And I really, really look forward to seeing what they can do going forward. A huge win. I Look, there were some people who believe that this may be, you know, Oh, well, the division runs through Baltimore and Cleveland. Maybe so at this point. Maybe so. I, I would agree with that. But you can't beat a Baltimore. You can't beat a Cleveland without going into Pittsburgh, even a battered Pittsburgh team, even an older Pittsburgh team. You can't beat those teams if you don't learn how to win these types of games. And this type of game is a major confidence builder for the Cincinnati Bengals. They are really, really building their confidence. They, this is the type of game that really changes the direction of the team, not only for this year, but kind of changes the mindset as to what they are going to be going forward. Now, I mean, they could, you know, we felt really good about the Vikings win a week later. We felt like, man, that was a game you should have had against the bears. And then all of a sudden here we are again at two and one, we're feeling really good about things you know, you drop a, an easy game at home or a supposedly easy game at home to a winless Jacksonville team, you know, obviously tunes are going to change, but if you go into this first month and you start three and one and you take care of business, you're feeling pretty good. You're feeling pretty good about where you're at as the Cincinnati Bengals, given a team that won four games in a tie last, last year and what, two games the year before. I mean, if you're four and one in the first first month, or excuse me, three and one in the first month, and you've got, I mean, you still have some daunting games going forward, but the Chiefs all of a sudden, they're one and two. 
That, that game is still going to be very tough, but that doesn't look as daunting of a task. You have the, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. That's been a mixed bag, one and one at this point. They got blown out week one, took care of business in Detroit, or against Detroit, rather. You've got Detroit coming up. You've got Jacksonville coming So you've got a lot of, you know, moving parts on, on this. Uh, and this was a game that I didn't, as the schedule came out and the season began, I said, hey, I think the Bengals are going to split with the Steelers, but I think they're going to win at home. They're going to lose at Heinz Field. They surprised us, at least some of us. They surprised us in getting this win if you look look back. Now, as this game got closer, again, with the injuries and all that kind of stuff, you know, you got you, you to gotta tip your captain. But, hey, look, this, is with, this game is without T. Higgins. This is without a Wouzier. This is without Trey Waynes. This is without a couple of other important players, and the Bengals still get business done in Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Big, big win for Zach Taylor and the rest of the crew. Oh, by the way, Zach Taylor at, at in the locker room after the game gave Logan Wilson a game ball. I don't know if he gave others game balls, but uh, he gave Logan Wilson a game ball for his big performance. I want to say this to you here. I want to uh, – John Sharon, my co-host, really stepped up this week, and uh, I, I usually we usually swap off week by week on these, and he has basically taken this every single week, or he and Jason Markham have taken this every single week, this post, nine winners and three losers, uh, the winners and losers post. Uh, always an entertaining read, so I put the link in the live chat. You can see here the winners, Jamar Chase, Sam Hubbard. I would have put Trey Hendrickson in here, John, just to let you know. Still love you, buddy, but I would have put Trey Hendrickson in here as well. Logan Wilson, Joe Burrow, offensive line, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Camp Sample, Lou and Rumo, and then, of course, Trey Hopkins, Eli Apple, Darius Phillips are his losers. Go read the entire breakdown there and comment on that. Check that out on CincyJungle.com. Of course, we've got a lot of opinions, analysis, all that kind of stuff on CincyJungle.com. So uh, I encourage you to... Go check out that article and many, many others. I just wanted to give a shout out to Jason Markham and John Sheeran for kind of picking up the baton for me this week. Hey, it was my birthday week, birthday weekend, I guess. So uh, them picking it up and and running with that. I, I greatly appreciate that. And so, uh, and of course, John does a great job as always on there. Before we get to a couple of other things, including the, the live scoreboard or scoreboard as of Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. I want to tell you all that you got to go check out Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L uh, dot A-P-P backslash O-B-I. And of course, if you use the, the promo code O-B-I, you can get a free week of Symbol Gold. Symbol is the stock market for sports you can see here. And there's a nice link there that you can just join in there and use the promo code O-B-I. You can buy shares of teams like it's the stock market. You can sell them off early. You can sell them off a long time down the road. By the way, if you jumped in when we first partnered with Symbol and you bought in on the Bengals, you've made yourself quite a bit of money, particularly after this afternoon. So Symbol, you can go and make money on teams like, like their stocks. You can go invest in them, whether it's a short-term play, a long-term play, what have you. Go buy shares of teams like it's the stock market, sell them off, make some money, whether it's a team you're passionate about, one you just see opportunity with, go do it. If you play fantasy football, if you play survival football, if you play any of that kind of stuff, if you play the stock market in general, 
this is something you got to check out. S-I-M-B-U-L-L, symbol.app, backslash OBI. Go check it out. We are enjoying our partnership with them. Before we get on out of here, let's get to the scoreboard, at least as of Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, depending on when you are joining us. You see here the Jets and the Broncos. At least I think this is refreshed at this point. The Broncos are beating the Jets handily, 23 to nothing. The Raiders, I need this one. This is my survival pick this week. The Raiders are beating the Dolphins 25 to 17 in Las Vegas. Vikings up on the Seahawks. What's going on with the Seahawks, man? They were, uh, you know, they were one and one entering this week, and now they're down 10 to Minnesota on the road. Vikings are due, man. They've had two really rough losses to start the season. The Buccaneers getting kind of shellacked a little bit by 1 to 17. That one is entering the fourth quarter. You've got the Packers and 49ers on Sunday night. You've got the Eagles and Cowboys. And yuck. NFC East. Ugh, ugh, sorry. Not to ugh, tired of seeing those games on Monday night. Anyway, Eagles at Cowboys, Monday night, whatever. Uh, you've got the Panthers and Texans that ended on Thursday, 24 to 9. Colts versus Titans. The Titans take care of business 25 to 16 at home. Uh, this is on NFL.com, by the way. Giants versus Falcons. Giants lose at home 0-3 uh, to the Falcons. As I mentioned earlier, Chargers, huge win on the road, 30-24 to against the Chiefs. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, seven touchdowns, one interception in divisional road games in week three. I mean, a lot of people view them as part of the future of the NFL. Seven touchdowns, one interception in divisional road games in the NFL versus the Steelers and the Chiefs. Those are huge, huge wins and huge, huge statistics by both of those quarterbacks. The Bengals, of course, beating the Steelers 24 to 10. You got the Browns 26 to 6 over the Browns. That, uh, excuse me, the Bears, that game was a little closer than it seemed. Lions all. Most had this one, almost had this one, 17 to 19, a loss to the Ravens. It took a miracle record-setting 66-yard kick by Justin Tucker to get this one doinked off the crossbar and in. Lions lose a heartbreaker to the Ravens in one that would have really helped the Bengals. Unfortunately, Saints all over the Patriots, 28 to 13 in New England. Yikes. And then the Cardinals beat the Jaguars 31-19. Jaguars remain undefeated. It's both as a double-edged sword. You kind of feel like, well, the Jaguars aren't just get that good in general, but they are due for a win. So that is who the Bengals host on Thursday night. Obviously a big night for a lot of different reasons. The Bengals are going to be honoring the Ring of Honor inductees. They're going to be honoring the 1981 AFC Championship team and a lot of our colleagues, a lot of other great Bengals coverage folks are going to be in attendance and doing cool things up, up to the game. So go check it out, whether it's our boys, Ace and Zim, they're doing some cool stuff out there. I know the locked on Bengals guys are doing some cool stuff out there. Other great Bengals super fans are going to be out there. So it should be, I, I, I wish I could have gone this week. Um, I, I had a great time week one though, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it out unfortunately for week four, unless something drastically changes, but um Regardless, a lot of cool people are going to be doing a lot of cool things, whether it's, you know, our colleagues, our contemporaries out there covering the Bengals. Go check it out. Have some fun in downtown Cincinnati. It should be a really, really cool game for the Bengals and, and their fans there. 
Keep it to cincyjungle.com for all your news, opinions, analysis, all that good stuff. Keep it there. And then, of course, you can always subscribe to this channel, this YouTube channel. If you like the video, there should be, where is it? Right around there. You can click that icon to subscribe. And then, of course, hit the bell to be notified when we go live, when new material is available. And, of course, the Cincy Jungle podcast channel available on all of the major audio platforms, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any of those. Go get it. Leave a rating for us if you would. That would be awesome. And we will catch you soon. The Bengals take it to the Steelers in Heinz Field, 24 to 10. Get a huge, huge win. A huge win for Joe Burrow. A huge win for Zach Taylor. A huge win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Not only for 2021, but the rest of their season. And uh, feel good about this one. This is this is a good one. This is a good one. Take it easy, everybody. Thanks for tuning in live. Thanks for downloading after the fact. We will see you soon. We've got a lot coming up this week. On a short week. We've got the water cooler chat. We've got a preview with JP Acosta of Big Cat Country with the Jaguars. We've got our Wednesday deep dive show. We've got a post game show. We've got listener questions live, all kinds of stuff. That's just Orange and Black Insider. That's not counting what Ace and Zim are doing on Orange is the New Black or what Matt Minnick's doing on Chalk Talk and his, his podcast. So keep it to us. We're, we're bringing you a lot of stuff. And of course, on cincyjungle.com. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take it easy. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.